Welcome to Bruising Banter Podcast, where the topic is the rocking and the brew. Well, that be the fuel, and I'm your host Rob G. And with me, as always, the legendary Brew Crew. What's going on, fellas? What's up? What's up? Hello. What is going on, everyone? Hi. <laughs> How y'all doing? This is episode 136 of Bruising Banter Podcast. What? <laughs> Don't get him started. Don't get him started. <laughs> what? It's one. Oh, it's episode 136. I'm just happy to be here. What that buddy? That button boy got you a little choked up. Is his work shirt? You think his work shirt? Yeah. Well, I was trying. I was trying to be professional for the interview. Back in the office, boy. I was trying to be professional for the interview. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Like I said, this is episode. To me. What is that? I said, look like you fix computers to me. That could be true. That's nothing wrong. That's no problem. That's no problem. Yes, sir. 136. Episode 136 of Bruising Banner Podcast. So we do have some great guests with us today. Uh, so we just, we're just we going to bring them in without further ado. We have Mr. Theater Mac II. And we have Raj and Jeff from Oak Park Brewing. Let me bring them on to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. Oh, the double parade wave. You double fisted the parade. Yeah. Back like they never back like they never left. Yes. Yes. Uh, if, uh, if people didn't catch them the first time, you could hear them the second time. Back. Go back and listen to the other one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, they're talking about more things today uh, than they were last time. One thing they were talking about one thing before and and the new thing now. So welcome back, uh gentlemen. <laughs> I know it didn't make any sense. <laughs> something in the past and something in the future. <laughs> uh, good good layout for what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, before we get into that, we always like to know if anybody's drinking today. So, what are we drinking today? Uh, we always start with our guests. So, uh, Mr. Mack, what are you drinking today? Well, 
I already drank it. <laughs> it is the 50th anniversary of People's Beer Can I wanted to present to you, brother. Nice. Awesome. awesome. And that, that is uh, when we relaunched People's Beer in Sacramento last year. And this year, because of the great insight of my brother, Raj, uh, which has us here today, that we can have Blacks to tell their story. And one of the amazing things is, you know, I've been, since I uh, know I'm going to be going to Sacramento in a couple of weeks or well, next week, um, I had to go back over some of the things my dad wrote. And one of the main things he said is that we can do it for ourselves. The whole thing about people's beer was not about him buying a brewery. It was about empowering the black people, the black community, and showing what we can do when we put our minds to it. And to see that Raj has taken it to another level, and we have all these black brewers across the nation telling their story. And I love that too, because you know, I mentor young black men and older black men. I tell them, you know, you gotta stop listening to their story, their history, which they talk about, they keep us raced out of it, right? But the reality is, you're going to be able to tell your own story in your own words. And that is power. Yeah, because is. words have power to create or deflate. But it's up to you which way you're going to take and which course you're going to take. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. I'm, it's, it's very exciting. Um, and it's, it's good to see you brothers do what you do. All right. Welcome. Thank you very much. Preacher. Preacher. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that up, bro. Uh, All right. Yeah, y'all next. next <laughs> <laughs> y'all next. You better piggyback off of that. You better make it right. Give me a model. You been under the next tutelage. You got to say something. Now, now, Rod and Jeff, what are you drinking on? We can this beer today. It's our Summer Moon Hazy IPA. We canned it today. It was a collaboration we did with the yoga studio to celebrate the autumnal equinox, which, as you know, just happened, we talked about a few minutes ago. Um, and they're doing, like, a yoga class beer release party on our patio tomorrow. So. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was sipping on uh, – this is actually ironic that Jeff brought this beer here. This was the first beer that I produced at Oak, at Oak Park. Park. Yeah, so this used to be a home brew, but now, I got uh, your yeah. you know, this is our brown ale. We actually brewed it for a competition this year, and it's called the Dewey Brown. So okay. very tasty. And uh... <laughs> it's, it's a pack. It sounds like it's a pass me another. What's your, what's your ABV on both yeah. of those? Uh, the brown's 6.5-ish. And the uh, summer moon 6.9. Okay. Okay. Hey. We used uh, Mosaic, Citra, Galaxy, and Amarillo in the summer moon. So, as we like to say, it is Takashi. All right. Yeah, what you drinking on? Um, so I have today from uh, wait, where is this from? Oh, this is from Artisanal Brew Works. Bow. Can you see the king? A little uh, bit. It's, 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 it's the a, snow cone oh, yeah, sour. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, it's a six point, I mean, yeah, it's just 6% ABV. But this is what it looks like in the, in the, in the, um, in the glass. Oh. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Very uh, that look real nice. It's supposed wine to be coolerish that. a little, like or uh, uh, wine wine like wine like. Yeah, it's a little sweet. Is it? I can tell that. Yeah, but it's supposed to give you that feel of that snow cone juice at the bottom of the snow cone back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they. I think it said that they use um some grape flavors, um and some lactose and stuff. But it's it's really good. You can taste it. Tastes kind of grapey and it tastes juicy. Grapey. It tastes like purple. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not hazy, but it's purple. But it's good. That's right. I like That's it. Uh, Lou, what you drinking on? Uh, let's see here. I went to uh, New England Brewing Company, and I tried the strawberry rhubarb Weiss Trash. Uh, that's what it looks like. Can y'all see that there? Uh-huh. It has some white. It again, white. It has some white. Has some white trash people on it. <laughs> see that? <laughs> uh, it's I like uh, the wordplay in the arcade. Yeah, right. It's a German style tart wheat ale uh, with fruit. Uh, the fruit that I taste is strawberry, like the lady on the can. Strawberry face lady. Oh, she got strawberry head. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a three point four alcohol uh, by volume. Uh, it's delicious. This is really up my alley. Uh, I love this. Uh, pass me all the numbers. All right. When I go down, when I go down my alley, this is that's there. it. <laughs> this is down there. Uh, all right, Dad, what you drinking on? Uh, all right, so I'm drinking on um, a. This is a double uh, double IPA from Logo. They're out of. I'm um, actually. This is a uh, Four Points Brewing out of. Uh, let me see if I can get this right. Charleroi PA. I'm going to say the answer for that right. Charleroi PA. This is their double IPA coming in at 8.5 ABV. Um, this has Rick and Vic Secret in it. Yeah, this, again, this is their logo. Hang on, nothing else to do tonight. <laughs> yeah, he right. 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 He's going right. he right. straight to bed after this. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, so, it's, it's so delicious, as you can see by the can. It looks a little like orange juice. Very, very uh, hazy. Very little head. But uh, really this is a pass me another, and I'm, I'm going to have it. You're going to have another one? You're definitely going to be Okay. Did you say it was 8.9 or something? 8.5. 8.5. 8. 8. No, I like 6% yeah. higher. You know, that's yeah. me. Cheers. 99.10. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I might have just today. I might have just got up. Yeah, that's true. That's Maybe. right. Maybe. <laughs> Blessings if you did. Right. <laughs> I did not. Hey, Rob G. Yes, sir. Late night, man. We're doing a late night show today. Yeah. Well, I don't think you. Well, it doesn't matter. Whatever. They know now. They know now. They know now. <laughs> I told them. Right. Uh, what are you drinking this week? <laughs> I'm actually drinking, and, I, and I, sometimes I, I don't really want to open a can because I, I love the artwork mm. so much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm actually, I actually do have an Oak Park uh, beer right here with the with uh, what is it? Uh, oh, with, uh, snap. yeah. There we go with uh, the power to the people for the yeah, new team. Yeah. Who that Harriet Tubman? It's Harriet Tubman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Harriet. Shout out to Harriet Tubman. I'm drinking yeah. something with strawberries. Hey, in. Oh yeah, she does like she did like strawberries. <laughs> she did like strawberries. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't so think they, she ever had a snow cone, so I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> she might have. Might have been a thing. You think so? Could have been. No. Shaved ice. Shaved ice. It's not complicated. Ice was expensive back in the day. Was it? I don't know. Ice, yeah. ice, oh, ice yeah, was I guess it wasn't no 
Mm-hmm. Duration, yeah, I guess that yeah, makes sense. Ice was, a, ice was booming, a but, booming business. But so this no is a uh, 6.7. No they had enough money for that. It's a 6.7 ABV. It's a Southern Passion African Queen Hops from South Africa. There you go. In celebration of Juneteenth, proud to the people, uh, Oak Park, uh, uh, and and uh, and, and it's everything on his logo. Though it's got the people's lo- people's beer and uh, Harriet and the Crown and Oak yeah, Park's like, logo. Hmm. Everybody's everybody logo on there. But uh, it's uh, but uh, the can is so nice. I, I'd be like, I don't know if I want to drink it. Do <laughs> yeah. so you have an yeah. opening yet? No, I didn't open it. It might be a collector. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people like Melon's artwork, so you might need to hold on to that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I had one of those the other night, and it was still pretty tasty. Uh, so uh, so where'd you find that at? I got my stash, man. I got my stash. I'm asking all these questions. I'm drinking beer, drink some shit. I'm drinking beer, drink up all your beer. He drank up all my beer. Um, all right. Well, it's like everybody has a good beer today, and so, but we are here to talk about Brew Your Story and the first annual People's uh, Jubilee. Is it Jubilee? Harvest, Harvest, Harvest Fest? Time. Harvest Time Jubilee. Harvest Time Jubilee. Okay. Because <laughs> it's on the side, so I was like, I don't know. Is that, do you say that with it or not? All right. So it is, it is yeah, the yeah. first Harvest annual People's Harvest Time Jubilee. All right. Um, so we do have the people here that are putting this together, making it happen on uh, October 2nd. Is it October 2nd? It's coming up. Right so it's uh, right around the corner uh, in Sacktown. Yep. Uh, I wish it was really around, right around the corner so we could be there. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I was saying the date was around the corner. but yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. We all, we all got it. We know. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, without further ado, we'd like to know what 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 is it all about? What is well, what is Brewer's story and all of that, and then and all that is entailed in that. You sure you? Yeah, didn't man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little off. <laughs> it's the work shirt. He usually got a work shirt. Work shirt. Uh huh. You need to let his oh, back go. <laughs> I need to let my what go? Let his <laughs> let his neck breathe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I like my. <laughs> Hey, it, it don't like it don't like you. You might like it, but it don't like you. That's my. It's your uptight look. That's what it is. You know, I'm not going to talk forever. Wait, brothers, take it away. Yeah. So with the People's Harvest Time Jubilee, it was actually going to be. It was going to be named something else. It's like when we did the event last year, mm-hmm. I was fired up. And I was like already thinking about next year. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was going to be, you know, I was going to name it the, the the Sons of Mac. You know, but then I was like, well, we have some female brewery owners and brewers in the industry. So that name's not going to work. So uh, long story short, you could have used man, about five or six months ago. Mm-hmm. It hit me, and I'm just writing everything down on paper. And just like, what are you doing? I'm like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. But uh, we came up with the name, the People's Harvest Time Jubilee, because it's going to pay homage to Mr. Mac and those that are, you know, went before us, those that are present, and those that are going to be in the future. So it's all about sowing seeds, planting seeds, and paying homage. You know, and uh, the Brew Your Story part, that was actually 
something that was added about like three or four months ago because we started talking about griots, how they always tell stories. They had like the oral history right. of everything. And we're like, yeah. you know, it's like nobody's going to tell your story better than you. That's right. You know, so uh, we just ran with it, but it's paying homage to the past, present, and future. Mm. That's dope. That's dope. Um, I lost my questions. <laughs> well, you know, being as though this it, it is it is a it is a festival, right? Yeah. So here at Oak Park, we're gonna we're having a little beer festival here. We got Hunters Point coming out. We got Ella Coastal coming out. Um, field number fifteen, which is a winery slash brewery just up the road from us. And then we did two collaborations, one with Beer Talk Now, Daryl, and then Brewing with Brothers, we did a beer with them. So we're going to have five to six different beers here, and then okay. they're all still bringing different beers. But the beauty of this is it's nationwide. It's um, international. International. Um, yeah, international. So like you said, you had, you know how you wish you, had, you were around the corner from us so you could come. Yeah. There's probably one in your area that is doing this Okay. Um, brew your story beer and you can go get it there and hear their story. And that's the beauty of this whole thing is it's not all confined to Oak Park. It's across the country, Costa Rica, to where all these black-owned breweries are brewing this beer, their their style of their choice, and then they're releasing it at their facility. Some of them may be having little beer festivals at their own location as well. So mm-hmm. it's not about Oak Park. It's about the greater good, the bigger community of life, and just really, you know, trying to move that needle. So that's what's up. So how did you guys get it to permeate to the where to the point where it became uh, global or international? Uh, did you guys reach out to uh, breweries? Did they you know reach out to you after they you know they saw you know a post or saw something that you guys had put up? So you know with that you know there was an article that came out like about a year ago with the Black is Beautiful campaign. Mm-hmm. So I started with all the black owned breweries that were on that list. So there was about eighty. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to shoot my shot and hit everybody up and see if anybody's interested. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I started doing that right in the middle of March 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a few hits. You know, it's like with with brewers, they don't have – most of them don't have access to their social media or their web, web page. Right. So uh, around June, it's like we started hitting it hard, man, and uh, we, we got a few responses and, uh, you know, out of 90 breweries, I was, I think, in thirds. So we got about 30 some semi breweries on right now. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to bring home brewers on because they're the future. Yes. You know, and specifically, like, black home brewers, you know, because we want to share a story. If we don't do it, somebody else will, and they won't tell it the way we won't, probably won't tell it the way we want to tell it. Right. But uh, it was crucial to do it with all black breweries this year. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can get the other 60 on board mm-hmm. next year, it's going to be we can open it up to other people. But we got to come together as black people and craft beer. And we got to we got to we got to make some waves. We got traction with this from last year. And I was like, man, we can't let the traction dissipate. So so, so with them coming on, did you guys have any like. Um, I guess sort of like bylaws or criteria, like that you wanted them to follow to make sure that the theme, no matter where it was, you know, was same, the same or consistent. 
Yeah, yeah. So that was one of the things we talked about. So uh, I wanted to keep it simple. I didn't want it to be a headache. I didn't want anybody to go out their way. So there was a few things that were like, hey, brew a beer, mm-hmm. put it in a can, slap mm-hmm. a label on it, and promote it and hold right. an event. That's it. Okay. You know, straight to the point, no headaches involved. And, uh, you know, like I said, we got 30 some odd breweries out of 90. So that's a win in my book. Good. Not yeah, good. So basically, each brewery can brew whatever style of beer they want. We, we didn't want to limit them on that because obviously it's their story. It's their beer. It's what they're most proud of, right? Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to, like, limit that in any way, shape, or form. They're just all going to have a similar label, the, the, the can with the guy with the Brewer Story logo. Um, they are in a couple of different color options, but they were all should all have the same logo and the same can art. So now, is there, there, um, go ahead, y'all go. Oh, I was so, going, I was going to ask in terms of the coordination. Is uh, is there like coordination? Is everyone having the same event at the same time? Is yeah. it all October second, or is it you drop it when they feel like they need to drop it? Yeah, that that was the goal, but. Uh, like always, you got those stragglers. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So yeah. we're like, hey, Give man, nudge. you can do it, do it, promote it. We're going to put, like, if you go to the website, Brittany and Becca, I got to shout them out, like, That's so amazing. mad. They're putting that work in. Uh, they created the website, the Instagram page. They're doing all these graphics. You know, they're putting in some work. They're not, none of us are sleeping. You know, right. I was up this morning at, like, one thirty. I had to be here at seven. I wanted to sleep at like six forty-five. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know, we we get we gotta we gotta push this initiative, man. It, it's a beautiful thing, and uh, if we can get ourselves together, we can do we can do big things. So, mm-hmm. and it, the vision is big. I don't know how <laughs> all the pieces are gonna come together, but I know it's gonna happen because we have the traction, and it's gonna be like Voltron. Or the yeah. Transformers, whichever one you like. Nice. So, I like yeah. Voltron. Voltron's cool. <laughs> when, and, um, so funny. Y'all like Voltron? I like the way you said it. Was October 2nd a specific date, like a special date for you guys to, to launch it, or just that was just the Saturday? Harvest time. Well, we want it. We wanted to do right. it on the uh, whatever, like uh, the closest Saturday to October 10th. Right. Okay. You know, so, uh, you know, just so happened we have a lot of stuff going on in October. We're going to be at Blacktoberfest with, in L.A. on the 23rd. And uh, I have to go to Vegas the, uh, the 8th, 9th weekend of October. So the second made sense. You know, so we're like, okay, you know, we'll do it. And uh, if anybody wants to participate and do their own thing after that, we're cool with it. We'll promote mm-hmm. it, help you promote it, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, we wanted to do it on the Saturday close to the 10th. Gotcha. But, you know, life happens. Yeah. yeah not, I just want to let you know that the 10th is um, the day that my father brought people's beer back in the day. Okay. Mm. And so – Last year, we did the 50th anniversary of People's Beer. We relaunched it, and this is actually the original recipe, okay? And so we relaunched it with the original recipe, and then this great idea with Raj did what Dad really wanted to do was empower us. 
And this is an opportunity for the next generation to do their thing in the beer industry because there are millions of beer drinkers out there that look like us, but they have to be educated to the art form that you brothers are doing. And really, craft beer, as I'm learning, is an art form. Absolutely. And you have to make sure that the people learn to appreciate that which we do mm-hmm. because we are very creative. But we have to market it right, do it right, and I always say do it in excellence, right? So, hey, we can have fun and all that, but let's do it in excellence so you can make something of it. You know what I'm saying? This can be like a snowball on top of a hill going down a mountain, and it's going to get so huge at the bottom that it's going to encompass everything. We have an opportunity to do that for us, and that's all my dad wanted to do, see? And I'm sitting here listening to Raj, and I said, this is the vision Pop had. He wanted, and he still, and you know, this right here, people's beer, hey, we still going to do that. But it gave us all a connection in the community right. to say, this is us. It's not a black beer, a white beer, it's a people's yeah. beer. But what you're talking about right here is we're empowering ourselves to what we can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And I love the idea that Raj came up with. He did. And, you know, when I did his uh, speech last year, I said, think big, do big, and be big. That brother did all those things, and this is the result of it right here. Yeah, he, Congratulations. Yeah, so, he had a beautiful so mind let me ask this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when you guys were saying that uh, homebrewers can get involved, like, what's, what does that entail and, like, how are they involved in it? All right, so with the home brewers, we just threw it out there. Hey, brew a beer. You know, we'll, they'll have access to the beer label. They can put it on a bottle or whatever. They can manipulate it. You know, just promote the event, you know, because, like, Jeff and I, we both were home brewers before we went commercial. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think we're on the same mindset as, you know, in regards to, like, paying it forward. You know, so we're approachable. Uh we encourage people to step to us. If they want to learn how to brew or sit in on a brew day, bring it. Come in, learn something. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll share a quick story real quick. So we did a uh, beer festival last weekend. And uh, we hadn't, you know, in two years, we hadn't done anything, you know. So I'm just slinging beers, trying to talk to people. And all of a sudden, this guy just pops up. Hey, man, remember me? And I'm like. No, <laughs> you know? but then he goes, no, no, I brought my beers to you guys and you guys reviewed it on your, you know, chill out and have a cold one live stream. And I was like, oh, it was Isaac, right? And he goes, yeah. He goes, man, by us doing that, it sent him on his journey and he's, you know, brewing with all of these different commercial breweries and he's up in his game, you know, and he was just telling me about his journey and I was like, hey, man. You know, if you ever want to come through, bring it. This is what it's all about. We want to be inclusive, and we also want to educate people, you know, because at the end of the day, it's just beer, Mm -hmm. you know. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, the other aspect to it is, you know, like Rob said, we both started as home brewers. And I'd be so, I would venture to guess that at least half the the brewing population started home brewing, right? So, you know, this thing, we are definitely paying homage to. Mr. Mack, he was the past, right? He set this up. He started it. The present 
is the brewers that are doing it now. So all the commercial brewers out there now that are doing it in the future, in our eyes, are these home brewers that are that are getting into it. They started home brewing. The ones that we've talked to all have aspirations of starting their own black-owned brewery somewhere in the United States. So it's, for us, it's also giving them a platform to start getting their name out there. You know, Brewing with Brothers, they're looking to be the first um, black-owned brewery in East Palo Alto, which is in the Bay Area of California. And they're both home brewing now. That's that's what they're doing on their side job while they're working full time. So, you know, for them, it's given them, you know, some a resource to kind of get their name out there and start pushing their their vision on what they have and for the brewing world that's coming up, right? That's what's up. Now, now I know you said that um, people were, uh, breweries were brewing all over the country and some even internationally, like, not, not, you don't have to name all of them, but like, because we have listeners all over the place, could you name like an East Coast, West Coast, South, like brewery that maybe yeah, are yeah. part of it? Yeah, so we got uh, Spaceway, Soul Brothers Brewing. Uh, we got uh, Helicoso, uh, man. Hunter's Point. Crowns and Hops hit us up today, so they might be jumping on Weather Souls. Uh, uh, man, War Cloud. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, you know, so I get lost in the sauce if I don't have my Was two locals part of that too? Was two locals part of that? Two locals. Uh, I think they're going to promote it. They reached out to somebody and it, it didn't work out. Okay. But I did talk to those guys. So uh, Four City hit us up today, okay. so they're down. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Some other ones on here. We got Boomtown, Black uh, Calder, yeah, Bay Street, yeah, um, Chula Vista, Chula Vista, um, Full Circle, Hello Coastal, um, Proximity Brewing Company, Soul Brothers Brewing Company, Delview, Biscuits and Beer, Spaceway, Rod said, See um, now. Vanessa House Beer Co, Vine Street, yeah, Weathered Souls, and Twenty Third Ave Brewery. So, so, so it's it's uh. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, yeah. nice list. I mean, and it's, it looks like it's growing. It's not even. It's like yeah. It's, it's every day. It seems like somebody else is coming so, on. So before next year, you might be already at the sixty. <laughs> right. Hey. Yeah, that's uh, you know, and we're gonna do it even bigger next year. So you know, it's like uh, you know, we show grace whenever you want to come in and get on yeah. the bus. You know, now you, rock. you guys are promoting the individual uh, people brewing and brewing and. Uh, showing showing their story, but where can we like? Can we get their beer? Can we get the actual beer that's going <laughs> along with you guys' promotion? Is there anywhere where it's like distributed regionally? Like we got the California beers that you can be here, or mm-hmm. South beers, or the, the Northeast beers. Is there something where we can get the collaborations or the inspirational beers? Yeah, that's that's a good question, yeah. and uh, you know, it only thing that I can share is like just reach out to the breweries Mm -hmm. you know some way shape or form you know you can uh, get that beer Jeff and I started a candle company so candle shipping company I would like like a six pack of candles please (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so where there's a will there's a way right yeah We just want to bring, we want to shine the light on everybody. (laughs) Dev, candles smell delicious. We love candles. 
So I, I had a question that was more uh, centered around um, just, you know, the history uh, and the, the lineage for you, Ted. I mean, I know I have uh, stories of what it was like growing up and, you know, when my dad would send me uh, to the fridge when his when his boys would be over, like for football or whatever, to grab a can of beer out of the refrigerator, and I'd ask, "Could I could I crack the crack the uh, the can and maybe take a little first sip?" Sometimes he would say no. Sometimes he would say, "You know, go ahead." I'm just curious, like, what are some of your fondest memories of of of, of your dad and some childhood memories that you may have just with uh, you know the people's people's beer when when uh, when you were you know, you were young and you were watching your dad, uh, you know, enter or just be in the midst of, of, of his, of the brewery. Okay. Well, people's beer, uh, being the first black man to own a brewery and, and what's crazy about it. See, this is a brother that started out picking cotton. Okay. He picking cotton in Alabama, Platteville, Alabama. Okay. And Yep. He said one day I read in his book, uh, Country Boy, in his book he talked about he was in a field behind a mule, right? And he plowing the field, okay? He comes from a family where his mama was the daughter of a slave, right? But the mama said that land means something. So most people are sharecroppers, but Max on their little piece of ground, right? They went and worked in their other people's field to make that money when then they did their own thing. So that entrepreneurial spirit was always in us, right? But he plowing the field, right? And these white guys drive by in a truck and they start laughing at him. And I'm just gonna say, they said, nigga, don't you know you supposed to ride a mule, not walk behind it? And see, that stole the piece of my father's heart. It crushed him a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then he told another story in Prattville, Alabama, about this um, store that they had to go. You know, you have the country store. It's the only store there, but it's white-owned, right? So he goes in there. He's a young kid, right? And he knows the owner's son who's a young kid too just like him right where this time he comes in there to buy something and he's talking to the son and the daddy says you from now on boy you gotta call my son sir and my dad looked at him and said I'm not gonna do that and he's you one of them uppity niggas too like them other uppity niggas think you too good. He said, you're going to end up dead and drunk, dead and drunk in the alley at the age of 30-something. And this hit my dad, too, because he said, here is a man trying to tell me what I'm going to be and what I'm going to do. It was those two main things that dad said, I am not going to be out here picking cotton. That drove this dude to go to Ohio State University. Wow. Playing football with Woody Hayes. Then going to Marquette University and getting his degree. Then being a civil rights leader in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Lead, 
putting together the March on Washington from Wisconsin. Okay? And he was the one that got 40-something buses to go down to Washington, D.C. When he gets back, he says, okay, this is great. We're getting our voting rights and all of this is great. But you know what he said in his book? True power is going to come when we own something. And so that's when he started looking to own something. And he was doing the civil rights thing, you know, he was fighting, busing, he was doing all kinds of great things, right? And he was a social worker. He got his degree as a social worker, okay? They started having him train these new white social workers, right? Dad's training them, right? You know what they do, right? They promote each one over him. Exactly. After he trained them. After he trained them. And then dad said, listen, because he, he from the country. They called him, when they played football, they called him the wild bull, okay? Because they said he didn't take no stuff. Anyway, he didn't take no stuff from white folks either. So they told him that, you know, okay. They gave him somebody else to train. And dad said, if you do it again, I'm out of here, right? You know they tested them, right? They did it again. Of course. You know what dad did? Walked out the door. Mm-hmm. Black man left that good playing job. Then they blackballed him and he can't find another one, right? So the brother goes, end up working at A.O. Smith, which was, uh, they built the frames for cars back in the day, right? So he on the line with the other brothers on the line, they laughing at him because he got a college degree and he also is pretty famous in Milwaukee for what he did. This college degree, civil rights leader, is on the line just like us. <laughs> this dude. My pop's like, yeah, because I got to feed my family. So he handled his, right? So one day he's coming home. He walks up to the door. There's a white man standing there. And my mother tells him this man been here waiting on you. So my pop's like, okay, here I am, you know. And he said, Mr. Mack, do you know who I am? And then he introduced himself. This was the CEO of Paps Blue Ribbon Beer. He I'm told my father. How did he, he find about your dad? I'm, I'm curious. This story is good. Sorry. Listen, listen, listen. This cat, not only CEO, but he was the Chamber of Commerce. He was a, the, the chief of the Chamber of Commerce. He was the president of it, right? This time was when Martin Luther King got killed. Now, see, remember them riots we had for Black Lives Matter? Yep. That was nothing compared to what happened back in my day. Right. They did bring out the tanks. I remember in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, hey, somebody running down the street, they told me that the corner store is letting you get free candy. Well, I'm a little kid, right? So I said, free candy? Oh. Uh, Deke ran down there and get him some free candy. 
I got my free candy. I'm eating my candy. I got as much as I can. I can eat my candy. I didn't know I stole the candy. <laughs> I just got the free candy. I turned the corner, and there were these white soldiers coming down the street. And there were tanks. And I felt, as a young kid, they were pointed at me. Mm. And I ran home. Got in my room, and I guess I hid the candy, because I didn't get rid of the candy, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought they were coming to kill me. So I leave my room, and I'm thinking that they're going to knock on the door, and they're going to kill me. But I remember one thing. The wild bull was in the house. The wild bull is going to handle anybody come in. Black or white. He was that kind of dude. He did not play. So, my dad had this guy at our house. And he said, Mac, I want you to come down and examine the brewery. And my dad told him this. He's this kind of guy. I'm going to tell you what he said. Now, you're going to hear me cuss this time. He said, I'm not your house, nigga. He said, you need to recognize that. And he said, Mr. Mack, I know exactly who you are. I've seen you laying down in front of the buses for civil rights. I've seen you lead uh, the uh, Wisconsin delegation to the March on Washington. Well, I know who you are, Mr. Mack. That's why I'm talking to you today. And then my father said, okay, what time? And he told him, right when we open. So my father is about business. He's about handling his. So, dude told him, man, maybe 8 o'clock, all right? My dad going to be there at 7.30, right? So, he was there at 7.30 because he wanted to show what kind of man he was, right? My dad get there at 7.30, thought he going to be waiting on this cat. Guess what? He was there waiting on my dad. My dad said, uh, another man of excellence, all right? <laughs> so, he gave my dad a tour, right? This Paps Blue Ribbon, baby. Gave him two of it, right? Uh-huh. And he said, hey, how many blacks did you see? And my dad said, not as many as I have fingers on one hand. And he said, is that right? And my dad said, hell no, that's not right. He said, Milwaukee is about 30-something percent black. Your work- workforce should be 30 30- something sent back, not just less than five. And he says, we agree. Because, see, what the white businessman decided at that point in Milwaukee was that we have all these jobs, we have these plants, these foundries and all this, but they're all white. And Milwaukee was burning, right? And they said, we got to do something different. It's about the bottom line. It was about, it's about this too. Okay. So they said, we need to get blacks in our workplaces. But the president said, well, it has to start with me at Paps Blue Ribbon. I'm one of the biggest employers. My father said, okay. He said, Matt, since you said that's not fair, 
and I agree with you, and the uh, council agrees with you, and we're about to do something about it. And then my dad told him again what he told him at our house. I'm not a house nigga. And he said, I know, Mr. Matt. He said, but what I want, I have to integrate this company. He said, I need somebody strong to do it, a leader to do it. Mm. And I chose you. Nice. Amazing. That's amazing. And my dad said, all right, under one condition. See, I'm a black man stepping into a mostly white world in business, in management, which is kind of unheard of back in the day. And dad said, I only report to you. You agree to that? We That's can right. talk. The dude said, you only report to me. Yeah. Now, my dad was serious about his business. He integrated it, right? And he got tested, you know. He yeah. got tested from both sides. You know, this is right when it was hot, baby. It was hot. The racial thing was hot. It's like getting it like it's getting kind of now, but it ain't like it was so, then. So right? when you say by both sides, you mean by by our own people and yeah. by whites, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Just because they weren't used to us being in, in that Oh, no, no, you ain't supposed to be there. He told right. me the first day he's in there, he wrote in his book, and I just cracked over what I read. I said, dang, Pops, you know. He said it was this big old country fed white boy up in there, right? <laughs> big. And Dad said, told, said, you know, he said, what is this for? And he touched it. And the dude told him, don't you touch that. And my dad said, what did you say? Dad touched it again. He said, don't you touch that. He said, listen here. He said, I don't know who you think you are, and I don't know who you think you're playing with. He said, but I can, I, I am a manager here, and I can touch anything in here. I don't care if you're about eight feet tall, you know, and look like your house, you know. And dad <laughs> said... Man, we be going at it right now. I'm a country fed dude, right? I'm not scared of nobody. Oh, no, no, no. He was the wild bull. But then in his book, it cracked me up because he said, but that's one fight I didn't know if I was going to win. I'm not going to let him know that. Yeah, but he didn't know that. And you know what? After dad stood up to him, that dude ended up becoming one of his best friends in the plant. Sometimes course. that's how it is. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times yeah. that's how it is. Bullies, yeah. bullies just need love. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's 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 it. Then, um, stand up to one them. other story I'll let you guys know is that when the plant broke down, none of the white managers wanted to give the extra overtime when it got fixed. But my dad was like. Shoot, if we don't get the this beer out of this brewery and get on the shelves, what's going to happen, gentlemen? Somebody else will, right? right? And my dad said, that's how I feed my family, is that shelf space. In modern times or in supply chain now, that's called like a force majeure. You know, that's, right. You know, that's, that's what it is. You what's it called? A f- what force, is it? Force majeure. When you have more uh, people, you know, you have more demand and supply. 
um, you need to get it. That you need to get it out. That's what it's called. And then, if you do not control your market or your space, your competitor takes it. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And once you give them an inch, you ain't getting back in there. No. You know, and that's the game. You know. So my dad said, "I signed for it," and the white manager was laughing and said, "Now that he gonna get fired for show now." So the next day, he, yep, he went home. He told my mother, right? And my mother said, oh, no. He said, I might be fired tomorrow. She said, what did you do now, Ted? You know? <laughs> and, you know, my pop said, just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, I'm going to knock on back down nobody, you know. Right. And, uh, and, and I'm going to make the right decision. I'm not scared, right? So when he get in the office, the CEO secretary come running into his office. See, my dad had his own office, right? And my dad had a black secretary, the only black secretary there, right? He told him when he got it, I need to have my own person, somebody watching my back. And that's what he got a secretary for. So he did all that. And she said, Mr. Wyndham, his name was Wyndham. Mr. Wyndham wants you in the office right now. My dad said, mm hmm okay. He got up, kind of figured that was it, followed to the president's or to the CEO's office, and he was like, Matt, is this your signature? My pop's like, yeah. He said, take a seat. My dad said, nah, I'll take this standing up. He said, Matt, why did you do this? And he told him exactly why. Mm -hmm. Because your family and my family, we get fed because we got beer on those shelves. We lose that market share, we lose jobs, and it could be mine. Hmm. And he said, Matt, you the only man in this company have balls enough to stand up to me and make the decision like that. He said, I'm going to let you learn everything in the brewery business, except being a master brewer, because you got to go to school, become a master brewer. You went to school for whatever, but you're going to learn everything else. You can always hire a master brewer, right? So that's what my dad did. And while he was there, uh -huh. there was a company that blacks <coughs> that was part of Pops Blue Ribbon, right? Blacks had their own little foundry and everything. And, and my dad went and examined it where there was a antitrust case against Pops Blue Ribbon because they had this other company. They're like, you can't have a monopoly, right? They were that big. So they had to divest themselves of Blacks. But my dad worked inside, right? So he going to the white secretaries and getting information about blacks and all that, and they didn't know what he was doing. What he was doing is doing a business plan mm. on how to buy it because it was going to be bidded, right? And But he had to have the money to drop. So my dad wrote the proposal, sent it to New York bankers. New York bankers were so impressed 
They said, who wrote this for you? My father said, I wrote it myself. They're like, you need your, your master's or doctorate in that, man. You know. He said, okay. Right. They said, we're going to fund you. And this happened to be black dude, a black bank, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to fund you these millions of dollars. So on the day of the auction, everybody did theirs and then comes in Black Enterprise Inc. These black dudes, they put in their bid. And guess who won? Black. Well, I, I'm about to say I'm familiar with Black Enterprise, so. Yeah, no, but that wasn't it. That was before they oh. got the name. Okay. So after I was going to say maybe they won, but they, they ain't really. lost. Yeah, well, they, lost. they won the bid. They won the bid. But this is how systemic racism happens. Mm. This was a bid. So if you win, you're supposed to win. The highest bid wins, right? Well, this day, you know what happened to the highest bid? He bid it. Yeah. Nine million, nine point five, or something like that. They let G. Heineman, you know them, right? They let them rebid ten point five. Crazy. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was an inside deal. And my dad knew all, he knew this later on, but he knew they playing that game on, right? Mm -hmm. So they said, okay, give us time to rebid because he already knew the property was worth millions more. Mm. He already knew that. The property and the equipment. So he was going to, once he got the appraisal, he could have came back and got all the money and won the bid again. But what the judge do? He stopped the bidding process. My father had a march. They protested in Milwaukee. They fought hard, but they lost. And so he lost the brewery. He said, we're mad. He said, but we didn't act like they wanted us to act. We were sharp, intelligent black men. And that's how we went out. How we came in is how we went out. And my dad said, we shall be back. And that's how the people's beer started in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That's another story. That's what's up. Um, <laughs> you know, that, you know y'all going to have some for you, right? You know, yeah, that, that story is amazing. I don't know if that was the beer in the fridge story, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, to me, to me, it is though because my beer in his fridge story is just you know my experience. Right, you get the beer. He, he had he had a whole he had the, the creation of the beer. I get right. it. Right, right. 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 Um, Before you go get this beer in the fridge, let me make it. Right, yeah. 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 You know, but you oh, know, this story dates back like to that show. Remember that um, documentary on um, the two the two black bankers who you know started. Yeah, started yeah. a business where Samuel L. Jackson. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Did you say documentary though? Did you say Samuel yeah, Jackson? I remember that. <laughs> hey, you know what? I forget. I One forget. One of my best friends called me up about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was called. Said, I think it was called it the Baker. Remind me of your father. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And he said, you're picturing like the whole time that I'm like listening to this story. But yeah. you know, I it, it Mick, because the whole time when he first started talking, I was thinking, well, how what made his dad get in the beard? Like, but answer my question. <laughs> yeah, right. And you know what? He didn't drink beer. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I never heard you tell a story about him drinking beer. So his his no, his 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 whole objective was look. I got, I got, I got degrees, and but I'm on this assembly line, and I need to work. Yeah, his, his, he wasn't, he was, it wasn't about, it wasn't that the passion was the passion for his family. That's yeah. really right. what his passion yeah. was. It, was, it was twofold, my brother. It was mm. passion for his family, but he loved his people. That's what's up. True. Yeah, True. sure. Because True. he right. said, right. "I gotta create jobs. I gotta own something. I gotta get out here and show them." how to get out here and make it happen. Because this dude used to put governors in office. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He had right. that kind of pull. He knew how to work the political system. <clears throat> he knew how to make our vote work. And so, Pops, you know, he was that kind of dude. And on the weekend, when I wanted to go and play, I remember one time, more than one time, mm-hmm. He took us to the brewery. Mm-hmm. This big giant semi drove up. It wasn't nobody in the brewery, <laughs> but the Mac and that driver of that semi. Mm. You know what my dad told us? You gonna have to fill that truck with the order. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I know he got to be kidding. I'm a little kid, right? <laughs> I'm trying to play. But guess what? He said, You got arms. Dude, that picked cotton wasn't having it. Right. And we all had to do all the way until that truck was filled. He taught us if you want something. You got to go get it. You got to right. grind hard. Right. He was right. able to grind hard, and he wouldn't let nothing stop him. Entrepreneurship is about risking to take the challenge. And Ted Max Sr. stepped up to the challenge, man. I was here, man. I was thinking what I was going to do with you guys, and I know I wrote a book about him, and he wrote his own book. But I was going to read you, like, the introduction to the book, you know, of my father. And that should be coming out very, very shortly. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, I'm doing a podcast that will be coming out. Nice. Uh, you can find all my stuff on tedmac.com. Okay. Uh, they're working on my website right now. Should be done by the second. All right. Yeah, okay. Okay. A lot of things changed since the last time we talked. Yeah. yeah. That was episode 90, by the way. Right. Okay. Well, that was a while ago then. Yeah. I, I just want to thank you, brothers, for giving me an opportunity to share the story of yes, Ted Max Sr. Absolutely. And sure. um, know that you are doing what he will want, you know. All right. He wants to see black men stand up and make a stand and do something. All men, really. Because his his saying that said, "People's beer is not a black beer, not a white beer. It's a people's beer. It's a beer for the people." And what he was loved is what you see in that picture over there, 
Oak Park. You see, look mm-hmm. at that picture. Yeah, you see them? Yeah, yeah, see them? That's horrible. Now, I call them the Oak Park Twins right there. Oak Park Twins. That's great. Oak Park that's Twins. Great. That, that's yeah. like serial killers. I don't know if I want to. The Oak Park Twins. The Oak Park Brothers. That Oak Park. When I went there, there's a certain different kind of energy there, man. They're about doing the right thing, working hard together. Let's make it happen. And letting us have a voice, you know? That's up. In this country, that's the problem. They don't give us a voice. Yeah. And whenever we take, see, I wrote a book. This last book that I wrote, well, I'm writing one right now. But the last one that I completed was Empowering the Kings of the Next Generation, Black Mentorship, right? So I get into it, and I'm, I'm dealing with what we have to do to get our thing together. And then God sends me into the historical, I said, before you know your future, you must know the pain of the past. The problem is, in history books, we don't see us. We don't know us. Once you get my book, you're going to know us. You're going to know everything about us. You're going to know it from A to Z. And then you're going to know how the black man can stand, which is the organization I'm starting very soon, Black Man Stand. Nice. Our story, our struggle, our strength. That's so, what's up. you know, it's about to get on, brothers. That's what's up. You know, it sounds like but, it. But, but one of the greatest things that I see happening to us is that seeds of ideals are being birthed right now. I look at Raj, I look at how we're doing. And, and and Jeff, man, I am so excited that it, it took one year for this to come together. You see what I'm saying? And I know they had to grind hard to get it to this point. Mm-hmm. Multiple people. You know, for me to write a book, I'm, I'm up 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. I may write 14 hours. It's like these ideals start flashing. And I can't stop the creative process. Stuff. I can't stop. It's like, man, this is, I'm right. I, I'm doing something. Then another idea will come. I sleep and an idea will come. And I have a pad by my bed because I have to write right away. Then go in my office and put that to the computer or put it written down where I have it, you know. And that's how this last book came. All this was like, to me, it was like God inspired. I'm like, man, I didn't write this book. But when I gave it to an educator to look at, she it blew her away. She said, stuff that's in here, I didn't even know. Mm. You know. Well, I can't so, wait. Like, uh, so, that's not a good coming out, bro. That's not a good book. Off of your story, uh, Ted, like, I know from me hearing it, it, it you know, lights a fire for, for, for me personally to... Uh, to do more and, and do do bigger things, I imagine for Raj and, and, and Jeff, that's you know hearing compelling stories like this. This probably isn't the first time you guys have, have heard it or, or heard uh, Ted talk about it. Uh, what, what did it? What did it? What did it ignite in you guys? You know, just uh, you know, early on when I got into home brewing, I was like, man, let's see if I can find any. Uh, black breweries, brewery owners, or black brewers online. 
Mr. Ted Mack Sr. was the first person that popped up, mm. you know, so I read, you know, read about his story. It wasn't a lot of information, but years and years later, I went back to find that information and I couldn't find it, mm. you know, so it was suppressed. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that just sent me on my journey, man, because like this goes back thousands and thousands and thousands and right. thousands of years ago. Absolutely. You know, we are beer. Right. We are beer history. You know, and, uh, you know, it's like I said earlier, man, if we don't tell our story, somebody else is going to tell it, and they probably won't tell it the way that it needs to be told or it's going to be suppressed. Definitely. And then, like, hearing the story, like, I I could understand how you guys could be um, inspired to do the the People's Harvest um, because it's just like, if you're it's hearing stories like that would I, I mean if I was a home brewer or even just a brewery and I heard this story, I'm like, yo, I gotta tell mine to yeah. put mine out there. So even if I'm just putting mine in the can, I st- that's st- that's still wanna tell my story. That's right. But yeah, it's very inspiring. Yo, that's yeah. a good good segue into a question I have for Raj and Jeff. Are you guys are the stories that are being told, where can we find those? I just want to find everything. I want the beer in the stories. That's, that's a good. That's a good <laughs> no, question. You man. put a little and, uh, on the can. I don't know. I, I just as you say, I, that, like I want it. I want like a YouTube channel. YouTube, yeah, that's what I was. Where you can just that. like e- or even on y'all's even on the actual website, the Oak Park yeah. website. Just something where. So go ahead. So what I so what I was gonna say, uh, you know, you can go to www.brewyourstory.com. You can see all of the stories there's like every brewery that participates we're linking it up to where they have their own site to where they can put all this other information yada 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 you can see what they're Mm -hmm. doing and i got to give that you know like credit to becca and Brittany for setting that up a lot of organization yeah yeah because you you guys can go to instagram and see like the one minute clips that they're putting you know putting up for everybody to see, but you go to the website, man, they got some stuff going on, yeah. you know? So I'm always like mesmerized when I go to it. I'm like, man, they're kicking ass. Yeah, yeah it's it definitely a great website for sure. I, have a, I was on it the other day and it has a lot of, uh, a lot of information. Uh, like you said, a lot of the stories about uh, Mr. Ted Mack, the Jubilee, uh, the black owned breweries that are, are on there. And even if you want to uh, participate, you can even actually uh, drop, uh, go there and actually ask, uh, get the drop their information in and, and be a part of the uh, the Brewer story uh, family. I guess it is. I guess or the movement. I guess the movement. I guess it's a movement. It's a movement. It, 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 it is. It is a movement. movement. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, you know with Beer Talk now. He's not a brewer. Daryl's not a brewer, but he has a platform that's showcasing what's going on in the beer world. You know, so everybody's relevant. That's doing the work. You know, and I ha- I've had a lot of conversations with Daryl. He knows my vision behind what we're doing with uh, the People's Harvest Time Jubilee Brew Your Story. It's bigger than me. You know, and like I said, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the pieces to the puzzle, but they're going to fall in place when they're supposed to fall in place. But as long as we keep the traction going, you know, we're going to make this happen. Now, now you talk about talk about that that uh, beautiful mind session, like in terms of your vision and you saying it's, it's bigger than bigger than bigger than you. So, like, is there some pieces that you can share with us that that, that you want to see? Um, if if it didn't happen in in this first year, but what you want to see in the future? 
you know, and I'll say this, all we know is what we've been taught. When you hear something and you know it's not right, you know it's not right. Yeah. You know, uh, going to banks, basically begging for money, and then when you get it, you got to charge interest on it. I'm like, the best person you can invest in is yourself. We got 90 black-owned breweries. If we can work together, we can create our own and sustain. You know, so, uh, you know, this is, like I said, I have the vision. I need to have the skill sets around me to make everything happen. But, uh, you know, something just told me to do this. Okay. That's what's up. Um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm ex- uh, excited to see uh, how, uh, how the, uh, the first annual goes and, and I guess it, it grow as it grow as it, uh, Multiplied in terms of the name, second annual, third annual, fourth, tenth annual. <laughs> uh, yes. Hey, it's infinity. If I'm still here, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going to keep on growing, and I'm I'm thankful that uh, God dropped that little uh, that that big ideal into Rob. But see, this is the issue when we get a seed of an ideal dropped into us. Mm-hmm. Do we water that ideal with work? Do we water it with saying, I'm going to birth this by stepping out? Mm. When he did, and then, like he said, he's not doing it by himself, right? right? The people to get it done is already around you. Relaunching people's beer. See, this right here, brothers, I'm looking for this to continue to grow, to fulfill the vision of my father and it shall be done. There are things going on that's going to make sure it gets done. But it's going to take grind. It's going to take your dad behind you. What's that? It's on that plaque. Is that your dad in the picture behind you? That's actually the event we went to last year. Mm, A poster was made of it and I put it, framed it and that's it. That's that's nice. And uh, that's the one of the 50th anniversary cans, I believe. Nope, that's the regular can. It says uh, from Oshkosh to Oak Park. See, my dad took us to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. He wasn't even going to go to Oshkosh, Wisconsin. When he heard about this brewery, People's Beer, he said, are there any black folks there? Because Oshkosh, Oshkosh was known for being the headquarters of K.K. Clay back in the day. I I did not know that. And my dad knew it. When Mm. Wallace ran for office. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And they said there are no blacks but students. But the brewery is great. So dad said, (laughs) all right, we're going to check it out. Tell them you have some beer inspectors coming. That was a cover story. Mm. And then mm. he called up Wyndham after he looked at it because he said, man, it looked nice. But dad was smart. He said, you know what? I'm not an engineer. I don't know if it looked nice, but it's tore up at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Wyndham said, I owe you one talking about what they did to him. So he sent his best 
his master brewer, and his top engineers to the plant. Handled some things for dad and told him it's a good bird. And so my dad made that move. And we went to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, about the only black family there. At the school, it was not another person that looked like me. Can you? I, I, I'm just picturing this. Like, this is this is just, it's just great. No, no, the bull, the bull had us ready. Yeah. The night before we went to school, we we weren't even in our house yet, man. We were staying in a hotel, all this stuff. He's like, yes. Um, there's probably gonna be some that challenge you. Mm-hmm. Now I'm from Brewtown. That's what we call Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Brewtown. That's where I'm from, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in the hood, I knew how to handle myself. Okay, so something happened. Dad said, "Don't lose," because if you lose, it will happen to you every day. Because you're the only one there that's gonna look like you, right? So in all the school, so I'm thinking about how I used to do it in Milwaukee. And I said I gotta take it up a notch. Take and it I up a notch. And my my father <laughs> said you gotta protect your younger brother. So now I have to protect him and stand my ground for me. Mm. I did mm. it. I didn't lose, <laughs> but I also got respect. Right. Okay. Yeah. And um, you know, when we left Oshkosh, this is a trip part. In the neighborhood we went into, there's some racist people in that neighborhood. I believe it. My dad had to confront one of them. Because they told my sister that he could not walk in front of his house. Mm. He told, they told him, cross the street. You can't walk in front of my house. So from where I came from, Brewtown, I went and confronted the brother. But then I said, okay, my dad going to get in. Right. All right. Dad, All right. Uh, you ain't listening to a kid, but... <laughs> The wild bull is coming. (laughs) (laughs) And when I told, when we told dad that this man said that Patty could not walk down the street, you think he went down there and said, Patty Kate? (laughs) No. He went down there and let him know who he was. Let him know what he would do if he ever said another word to his children. He said, I fought in Korean War. This is the same cat that told the sheriff when he came that if any of the hotheads or the clans come to our house, he said, I'm not calling you. I'm calling the coroner. That's right. To pick up that dead body off my right. <laughs> Ah, that was talking about. He said, <laughs> "I ain't worried about that. <laughs> Nobody mess with us, right?" I guess that not. dude that told my sister 
that she had to cross the street, guess what? He moved out of the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-mm-mm. Our next door neighbor, my mother tells this story. My next door neighbor told her that that same guy was talking about how the Mac kids were breaking stuff and in the neighborhood and doing all this stuff, tearing down Christmas lights and all that stuff. It wasn't us. I knew who it was. It wasn't us, though. And this neighbor, he's in the store saying that, you know, to other white folks talking about them black kids. And he got so angry at that dude because he knew my dad, right? And he knew us. He knew because of Wild Bull, we definitely ain't doing that, right? Because right. I didn't want to deal with him when I got home. Right. <laughs> See, he, he ain't wanted to go sit you in the corner. <laughs> he wanted to go handle it right then and there because mm. you represent him, right? Yeah. And you, he tells you you represent blacks and you represent Mac. And you better carry it both right. right. So this dude knew what kind of family the Max were. And he got angry at this other this guy. And so angry, and the, the store got all in the uproar that the owner of the store had to come kick that dude out of the store by talking about my dad. That's kind of effect he had in the community, right? Right. So, you know, when I talk about my father, when I talk about this vision that Raj has, this sounds like dad to me. This sounds like something he would do because he was all about us. Now he's going to make his, he's going to handle his business too. But he always had a plan. Okay. He used to always say, I read in the, I said, dang, Pops, you were that bad, huh? <laughs> when he lost people's beer, when the government took it from him, then fulfilled something that they said they were going to do. Surprise, right? He was upset. He even said that he thought about driving his car into that wall. Mm. But he said, I ain't going to let him get me like that. Mm. He said in his book, I always carry a couple of business proposals with me. So one drop, I got something else hot, ready to go. <laughs> I like fire. This brother, after people's beer, he ended up being the administrator of a black hospital, black nurses and all that, and had a war almost with Blue Cross Blue Shield because they did not want to pay them black folks. Mm. Wow. When my dad got done, guess what? He did the impossible. All of them got paid. Yeah, they got their money. He handled his business. That's what's up. That's how he does. You know, nice. Um, all right. Um, (laughs) I know. uh, I'm (laughs) there. I I know. I I don't know. I think you mentioned him briefly in terms of the the artists of the 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 camp, the artist work and stuff like that. I don't know if you want to talk a little. uh, If y'all want to talk more about. Who the artist is and, and, and what they're doing with the can art and all that kind of stuff in the labels, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You want you want to do that, Jeff? Talk about Milton. Yeah. So Milton Bowen, he's uh he's done a lot of work for us here at Oak Park. He's a uh, him and KJ are pretty much 
pretty tight together. Um, he did a lot of the artwork. I mean, he did all the artwork for Kevin's restaurants and Pixins. Um, but we connected with him over um, the mall liquor we did early on. Um, it's called the original brown bag hood ale. And <clears throat> he really was just about, you know, hanging out in the park with, like, his uncles. And no one knew what they had in their bags. So that always, like, intrigued him. So he came in, did a label for us with that, and, and we just became really good friends with him. And he supported us. He's he's very active in what we do. He did the um, the Black History Month labels for us. He did the Jubilee label for us. He also did the Juneteenth label for us. Um, Peace, Liquid Peace. Liquid Peace. So he's very he, he's a big part of what we do. He's a, a funny, lovable guy. He's always smiling. Um, you got to check him out at Milton 510. He does amazing work. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, some of these cans are collectibles. Like we got this dude coming in from Berkeley every so often. His name's Billy. He's like, I just collect these cans that Milton does because I know Milton. He does amazing work. And, you know, so we got to give shots out to Milton for what he did and what he does for yeah. us on a daily basis. So good looking out, Milton. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. I know you talked. I know you talked briefly about the the event, uh, the first annual Harvest Time Jubilee People's People's uh, Harvest Time Jubilee celebration on the fifty first anniversary of People's Beer. Uh, the event that's happening at Oak Park, but there's um, other events that are happening as well. I, mean, I know there's one, on, actually another one in, on the second in Cincinnati, Ohio, as well. And I guess is Esoteric Brewing Company. Is, is that correct? Esoteric. Yes, Esoteric. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I believe it's their, their one-year anniversary um, party where they're launching this beer at their one-year anniversary party. Um, All right. Part of the celebration, so you know. And just looking on it. Ties in throughout the community. You know, it's not necessarily all at Oak Park, but it's all across the country. You know. All right. Cause I, right. Because there's another yeah, one. Looks if like. Can, if I if I can chime in real quick, so mm-hmm. you know just. Another concept behind this idea, you know, it's like we're in COVID right now, you know, so people aren't coming out to the breweries and like, you know, we, we have access to our brand to let people use it and make some money, you know, so we're not selfish like that. You know, it's like, I don't, I'm not, Jeff's not, Becca's not, you know, so it ain't about the money, but you know, it's like if we can do something and let people, you know, like ride our coattails and make some money. Let's get it, man. It's like things are hard out here right now. Right, you know? right. So I don't want to see any businesses closing down because nobody's coming in. This is an opportunity. You sleep on an opportunity. If you're closed next month, hey, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, hopefully they can bounce back. Right. But it's, it's more – there's so much more to this. It's like, you know, this is one of those conversations you would have to have behind closed doors. Because there's so much more to it, right? Because I because I also see that on October first there is the community beer, uh, brew your story exclusive beer release in North North Charleston, South Carolina. I didn't know of the North Charleston, South Carolina, but there it is. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't either. Like South Charleston, yeah, Main, I guess it is. mainland Charleston. Yeah, October first from seven to ten in North Charleston. South Carolina, north wherever that's at, it's nice. Yeah, it's north. It's probably a little north. Now, of now, Charleston. of the beers that you have brewed for the uh, 
the event for Brew Your Story, which are you canning all of them, or which ones are being actually canned in the yeah, can, so in the candle store? Everything's going in a can. Everything's going in a can. You know, but uh, so we work with Brewing with Brothers. We also work with uh, Beer Talk now. So we're canning those beers. We, okay. You know, we brewed our beer. We're going to can them. So when people come to the festival, they have the option. We have a limited amount of tickets for the event. You can get them pre-sale right now for 20 bucks. You know, but uh, once those tickets are gone, you know, it's like you might have an opportunity to get in at the door. But uh, the beers that we brew, they're all going to go in the cans. Nice. You're not going to be able to drink them on tap. If you're just hanging out, they're not going to be on tap. You got to you gotta have a, a wrist bracelet. What do you got? A wristband <laughs> to taste those beers. So, you know, it's like we definitely want it to be a beer experience. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, we have some stuff lined up as far as, like, entertainment. We have a DJ that's off the chain, mm-hmm. you know. So our event's over at 8, but, like, this DJ is going to take it into the, you know, <laughs> after like, hours. the after hours. Uh, so uh, we're, like, just because the event's over, the vibe doesn't have to stop. Right. There you go. You okay. know, so. Yeah, and just to touch on the three bears that we will be canning here at Oak Park. So uh, at Oak Park, you know, Roger's favorite style he's always talking about is an imperial red um so that's what we ended up brewing here at oak park mm. um working with brewing with brothers we ended up brewing a black belgian triple um which mm. is cool for me it's a style i've never brewed before it's malts i've never used before it's a yeast i've never used before and you know i'm learning from home brewers every day so that yeah. you know, for me it's very enlightening from that aspect trying all these new ingredients and then with mr daryl at beer talk now he him and Ross talked about doing an old-fashioned inspired beer. And this one was fun because it definitely pushed the limits of what we can do here from an ABV standpoint. Uh, we get maxed out our mash ton. We couldn't get all the grain in. Uh, <laughs> no, we got it in. It just came <laughs> out. <laughs> but, uh, and so we added a ton of uh, citrus, like orange zest, orange peel. Um, and then we're going to tweak it next week when he comes up to really dial in that old-fashioned flavor, but it's going to end up being about 13%. Oh. And the biggest beer we've done here today is a 12.5% beer. So that's going to be a big one. And that's Daryl's always about talking about those high ABV beers yeah. that he likes. Yeah. So okay, beer we're talk. all three of those. So, you know, the candle shipments will be pretty heavy on the ABV. So yeah. the, the lightest of all three is the Black Belgian Triple. That was, I think it's like 8.6, the Imperial Rest that's 9. The- that's the lightest. And we got a 13%. <laughs> the yeah, the lightest is 86. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. we can't forget, we can't discard the people's lager. Well, that's, that's the one that set it off. Yeah, so it we're going to have that in the, that one in the house. And, oh, you know, it's like. Oh, that was my next question. Can we get, yeah, can get like a, can get like a yeah. four candle pack? Yeah. That's <laughs> each that's yeah, that's yeah I like that. Four candles. Sixteen. A four of each. Sixteen candles. Sixteen candles. <laughs> yeah. Dude, hey, so that. hey, just keep that on the low low, right? <laughs> no, just candles, yeah. man. What, what low? What yeah. candles? Wicks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine to ship candles. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about wick, wicks and wax. You talking about Molly Wood? Yeah. Ring, yeah. ring wall. 
Miss Molly. Right. right. <laughs> a 15 year old girl's dream. Don't 16 year olds like? I don't, I don't yeah. know. Who cares? Um, all right. Uh, well, <laughs> 16 of them things. That's what I need, though. I, I know uh, you yeah, told us a lot about the event, so I, I want to thank you uh, all for coming on the podcast. Yes. <laughs> This is phenomenal. You know, um, I, I wish again that we were closer, that, that we could be uh, we could be a part of it. Um, I, I am planning to um, check our flights. We are a part of it. I said, sorry to interrupt you, but you are a part of it by being here with us tonight. So, yeah, thank right. you. so yeah, you guys right. got to yeah, tell yeah, your story. Exactly. Yeah, Go yeah, to the yeah, website yeah. and tell your story yeah, so yeah, we can story. post it up. We want to hear your story, how you guys yeah, like put got this into all it together, and everything. Yeah. 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 That's true. That's yeah. true. Oh yeah. So important. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will I will I will be honored to to meet you guys. I'm gonna be out at uh uh the uh, October Fest in uh October um yeah, yeah. out in LA. So <laughs> I'm gonna be representing. Doesn't it seem like it should be in like the black server? Hey, so uh, you know we got the. uh, I was sipping on this, (laughs) the Scarlet. This is Kiki Suds beer. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. That yeah, we're trying to bring some of that down, and also the Herwald Kettle Sour with blueberry mint and lemon. So blueberry mint and lemon. Yeah. Oh, y'all gonna like that. So yeah, Dev, uh, we'll I'm, see you and we're gonna we're yeah. gonna have a secret okay. stash. So all right, good. We're gonna uh, have a yeah. good time. We're gonna be a good time. I'm actually Here's driving from stash. Oakland to LA. Uh gonna be there a, a few days early, so I'll that's see. not close, is it? No, hey, it's not, man, not that's hella close. That's, that's hella, hella close. not close. <laughs> and it's close enough. I've done that. I've done that drive many a times. How far is it? it it's like it six, depends on how fast you're driving. It's like a trip down to Carolinas for us. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. You're just still in the same state. That's the only thing. <laughs> oh, I'm still the, in the California. Scenery, the scenery is beautiful, though. I mean, you get to see where all of our you get to see where all of our really fruit, vegetables, and stuff come from. Obviously, it doesn't smell the best if you also smell all the cattle and everything you're going through the grapevine, through the mountains. But it's beautiful because it's like the weather is like 80, 90 degrees, but you can actually see the snow on the mountaintops mm-hmm. as you're driving through the yeah. grapevine. Uh, so just just hold your nose and open your eyes. Exactly. <laughs> or put that recirculating button on on your head. You know what I mean? You know that, you know that button. That's important. Word, word. Hey, this Rob's is, got a story about hey, trip so, out here. So. so when I was moving out to California, I went to uh-huh. Vegas uh-huh. the day before, like the night of Y2K. I was like, if shit's going down, I'm going to be in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I made it through Y2K. Mm-hmm. Jumped in my ride, you know. I'm driving to Sacramento. I got to be in Sacramento to go on tour with a band mm-hmm. of homies, yeah. you know. So uh, I go through is it Modesto, Modesto or yeah. Modesto. man? And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like smelling my armpits. And I roll the windows down, and that was the worst thing. I, did. Yeah. I was just like, oh my god, yeah. 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 But uh you get past that, I mean it's you know, it's it's been a, a thrill to be in Sacramento and uh mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things like man, everything happens for a reason. That's if, right. 
that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't be here talking to you guys right now. That's right. awesome. That's awesome. Y'all are in the brewery yeah. now, aren't you guys? Because I know it's yeah. It's we're we're brewery. actually in the people's room, the VIP room. Oh, the yeah. VIP yeah. room. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like on is the people? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. From where? It's only an hour and a half from Oakland. So, oh, quick, exactly. uh, well, see, the thing is, my, my my mom lives in Bay Point, which is even closer yeah. to you guys in Sacramento. Yeah. It's only I think it's little under an hour. She lives in Bay Point, so that's you know uh, where I'll stay and then I'll drive uh, out. But I think by the time I get there, y'all be somewhat headed to well nah y'all still yeah, we, might, we, we, we might we we might scoop you up and you can roll with us. <laughs> maybe maybe I'll ride with y'all. I just need to be on my flight out of LA by Sunday. You might as well cancel that you gonna miss your flight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know myself now. I don't need that. I ain't gonna lie on people. Okay, I got I got a clock and a debit card. I'm out of here. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let us know, man. Uh, okay. You're gonna be close to Oakland. You gotta hit up Hello Coastal, yes. man. Yeah. I will. I talked to them yeah. at the um, at the uh, Fest. Yeah. Me seeing them when I uh, when I touch down, they're they're excited uh, to you know just, just to see us again. You know, one fourth of Bruce and Banner podcast. We will be representing. We trying to be everywhere where there's brew and beer involved. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, and there's also uh, merchandise for people's beer, right? I don't know if anybody. But you hey, nice man, I got the art. I got the artwork in the films today. So when I get off this mm-hmm. live, like, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> our bruising banter podcast, yeah, I'm yes, taking yeah. my ass to the print shop to print Good. out some people's merch and Oak nice. Park merch. So yeah, we got a, We got a lot of work to do, man. It's but like yeah. we don't sleep. Yeah, we, we don't. Well, you can sleep buy well. people's merch. You can uh-huh. buy people's beer through our website, through the people's website, um, cool. and we get that shipped out to you guys. So, okay, okay, pint glass, yeah. everything, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why he looks to the left. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got thongs coming. What? Yeah. Yeah. That's what Raj wants to sell. Can we get the thongs? No, no, I don't. I know there's people playing glasses. There we go. There we go. Nice. Yeah, That's nice. No, man. Yeah, whatever you guys need, man, just hit us up. We'll make it happen. That's that's all about sustainability. When you that's have right. when you own your shit, mm-hmm. you don't have to go to anybody else. So true that. Own your story. There it yeah. is. There it is. Can't wrap it up better that's than right. that. Um, that's right. Brew your story. All right. Nice. Before we go, we always like to know how people can find all about Brew Your Story and uh Oak Park Ruin and People's Beer and all that good stuff. So before we wrap up, how can they find you? Uh uh Mr. Mack, we'll start with you. Uh, you can find me at tedmac.com. Uh, they actually you have it done by uh, the second, and um, uh, everything will be connected to the everything Mac will be connected to that. The books, uh, the podcast that I'm going to be doing, conversation and Mac will be there. Uh, articles and actually, you know, I, I feel that this uh, was a great experience with you guys, and on the tenth, which is the actual anniversary. I'm going to do a podcast then, but you know what? I've been looking for another podcast that did an interview with me, 
that I would play during that time because I'm going to actually interview my mother also. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. So what I want to do is have another podcast. And if you guys are so gracious to let me to use this when you get done, I would would do it, you know. Um, You can use both of them. Because that's going to be an honor of my father after we do this, which is fantastic. But I'm going to do something separate for him on my own personal podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. All right. Who's this ghost talking in the background? Who's the ghost? Uh, Rod, Jeff? Oak Park Brewing Company at OP Bruco. Rod? Yeah, you can find me at Black Spoo Beer on all platforms. There's little content, but uh, there's going to be more. (laughs) More He's doing it, man. And then, Obviously, you can find us at Brewer's Story yeah. on Instagram and the sure. World Wide Web. Oh, there. Um, and oh, we there. got People's Beer Co. as well. So, those yeah. are the three platforms we run on, four platforms we run on. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, yeah and, uh, and I got to preface Blacks is B L K S. Yes. Brew Beer. Yeah. Yes. There it is. Thank you. Uh, Dev- oh, no A. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Lou Ghostlin. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, Dev, how can we find you? Uh, you can find me anything beer related. You can find me on uh, Instagram at Dev Drinks Craft Brew, just like you see it spelled. <laughs> is there is there another 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 one? <laughs> you guys, you said no, another? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> nope. Why you not used to me saying you not used to me saying yeah, more? Related, <laughs> Everything beer like, related. No, that's a new one. <laughs> Everything beer related. I do separate my Facebook and my Instagram gotcha. family stuff on on Facebook and beer related on Instagram. Gotcha. Yeah, anything beer related on Instagram. All right, Lou. Uh, I'm on them Instagrams. Uh, my name is Lou Belgium. All right, uh, yo. <laughs> For everything BS related, you can find me on mm. oh, <laughs> BS related. I like it. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, you know my shit. Dude. That's it's right. But you can find me on Instagram at I am three zero two Yoda. Why? Oh, you forgot that part. Yep. Okay. I am three zero two Y O D. Uh, I'm really happy that you say zero and not O. I am too. I, am too. Like, I don't know. I say O all the time. 302, yeah, baby. It's yeah, three zero. That's a southern thing because we all know O is not a letter. Right. Like O is not a number, right? Right. It's a But 302 sounds better than 302. That sounds good. That sounds. Uh, 302 sounds like you're just trying to get rid of it. Like it's a problem. You got a problem with it in your mouth or something. All right. Just but, but enunciate. Three, 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 no, 302 sound dope. Thanks, Rob. No, dope. Um, That's not what you said. He didn't say what you said sounded dope. He said 302 sound dope. All right with it. He said thank you. Thank you anyway. Um, right. And you can find Bruising Banter Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. And you can check us out on Twitter on Bruising P. Uh, but you can type in Bruising Panda Podcast and it'll still come up. Uh, you can listen to the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you want to listen to podcasts. You can even go to www.bruisingbanter.com and you can uh, check out all the platforms we are on. Even get the merch if you want to. Uh, and if you want to follow me, Rob G, there it is. Rob Stay Bruising. Ah, 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 ah. Once again, we want to thank Mr. Mack and Roger and Jeff from Oak Park Brewing for coming out. 
Thank, Thank you, God. We, appreciate you. We, we, we love well, we you, appreciate guys. you guys. Man. Thank you, guys. You, once you come on the show, you are now honorary Brew Crew member. So I've been on here twice. Yeah, this so, is nice. they were on episode ninety, right? Yeah, and you nice. said episode ninety. <laughs> episode ninety, and this episode one thirty six. Six. Yep. So this has been episode one thirty six of Bruising Bender Podcast. Until next time, peace. Have a good week, everyone. I felt like something I should, you should have at a Harvest Fest. I don't know. Har- Harvest Jubilee. It sounds like something. That's Jubilee music. That's Jubilee music. That sounds like. Hey, fellas on the real